Welcome to this episode of Anime Chat with Logan and Space Cat. Hello. Um, this time we're talking about a show that I picked, which what? is, yeah, I know, weird. It's my turn. My turn. Oh. Yeah. Um, I chose When Supernatural Battles Become Commonplace. I think it's Became. Became. Is it Became? Let me see. I have it up here. Became, become, um, became, became commonplace. Past tense, why though? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's what we just always default to become. Yeah. But. I, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. It does make sense. Anyways, it's, I think, an awful title for an anime that would surprise you. But we'll let uh, our words and feelings and thoughts sway you. So uh, we'll let you get to that. And thank you for listening. And, uh, enjoy. Chinevio, after watching Love Chinevio and Other Delusions. It's hell of so, a tricky fold. I know, yeah. Weren't really expecting a, a second Chuny show in a row, right? No. I never really knew what it was about beforehand. It was just recommended to me by multiple people, so. Yeah. That's why I bought the Blu-ray. Sure. I don't look at it. I, apparently, I need to buy the Blu-ray, because <laughs> I love this show, and I don't have it. And that show is... As we probably mentioned in the intro, when supernatural battles become commonplace, or the Japanese title, Inoue, in, just Ino. Ino, Inoue Battle wa Nichijoke no Nakade. Yep. Your typical slice of life. Typical slice of life, yeah. This uh, is about the five, five members? Four, four, well, yeah. Five members of the literature club at the school. Four of them actual students, one of them an elementary schooler that's related to their teacher, which is why she's there a lot. And we find out in the first episode that the main character, Jurai Ando, is a chuni who, you know, does all his, uh, or all, all the things that chuni characters do, you know, pretends that his arm's in pain and um, Looks for cool names. Cool names, yeah. His, he's got uh, what? It's a uh, his chuny name is a 
Giltia Sin Jirai or something like that. that. (laughs) Yeah, he writes uh, all of his uh, names that he comes up with in his uh, bloody vivre (laughs) because he misspelled Bible. (laughs) He's in the club with three other girls named Tomio Kanzaki, Sayumi Takanashi, and then uh, Hatako. Takanashi, yeah. This is actually like, maybe this is uh, Rika's sister in, in high school. Uh, and then uh, Hatako Kushikawa is the other high schooler. Um, and they're also joined by uh, elementary schooler Chifuyu Himeki, who we said is the niece of their uh, teacher. Yep. So they just do, uh, you know, literature club things. And uh, it was an uneventful anime. But wait, no. Uh, In the first episode, they all manifest powers randomly out of nowhere. Jirai's kind of like doing one of his uh, chuny things, like putting out his hand. And uh, all of a sudden the light appears. And uh, it... uh, Next thing we know, they've all got powers in there. They're testing them out. Are the powers revealed in the first episode, or is it just kind of cut? Um, I don't remember either. It's possible, because I think they cover a lot of ground in that first episode. Yeah, yeah because we, we it starts off like six months earlier, and has like a kind of letterbox style. Yeah. Yeah, showing it's a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we fast forward six months, and then they're doing with their fourth uh, test of their powers, um, and we kind of get to learn about each of the characters' powers. Um, I guess Kudo gets introduced the first episode too. Uh, a lot happens in the first episode. Yeah, a lot happens in that first episode. Yeah, we'll get the Kudo in a minute. Uh, yeah, Tomoyo, uh, who's a the redheaded character, uh, she is a, kind of a, a tsundere. Um, and former Chuni herself. Uh, her power is, what was it called? Closed Close clock. clock. Yeah. She had the ability to stop time, slow down time, um, and can go she... forward in time. But she can't go backwards in time. Logan, we're all going forward in time. She can speed up the process. Okay. Next one is uh, Sayumi Takanashi. Uh, she's kind of like... A, uh, a very smart kind of like proper girl and her power is root of origin which turns things to a previous state yeah yeah so she mostly kind of like heals people or cleans clothes <laughs> or something yeah uh, along those lines very handy yeah very handy thing i would love to have that that'd be awesome um hatako I forget what her power is called. Uh, over element. Over element. So yeah, she has control of the five elements. And then uh, Chifuyu has the ability to create anything. Yeah, world creates her power. Yeah. Create matter in space itself. Yeah, yeah. She like creates like an area for them to kind of like test their powers and stuff, so that they don't destroy the club room and yeah, all that. She's probably the strongest of everyone. I would think so. Yeah. Um, That's my raw power. Yeah. I mean, Hatoko can go like toe to toe with her, obviously, but I mean, when you can control basically any matter and space. Yeah, it's pretty kind of, it's hard to overcome yeah. that. 
Yeah, we do get to meet uh, Mirai, Mirai Kudo, uh, who is the student council president. Um, and we find out that she has a ability as well. What was the name that he gave it? it was uh, Grateful Robber. Grateful Robber, yes. Uh, she has the ability to steal other superpowers um, as long as she sees the person activate doing it. them. Yeah, activate the power. Yeah, doing it isn't enough. She has to see them activate it. Yeah. Which is a nice stipulation to put in. Yeah. This show is basically two very different parts, I think. Yeah. We have kind of the interpersonal relationships between all of these characters uh, for like the first seven, eight episodes. No, I would argue it's the whole series. Sure, sure, but the focus is like only on the characters. And then the second half of the show, like out of nowhere, they bring in this whole fairy war thing. Yeah. Which it seemed like it was kind of out of left field to me. Because um, there's literally no like build up to it at all until we kind of meet Hajime Kiryu and like the rest of his crew. Right. And their involvement in this fairy war. Yeah, I think I completely lost my train of thought. I think it's set up in kind of just because it's like this power has to come from somewhere. Sure. Um, we meet we meet Hajime like a couple times early on. Yeah. Uh, kind of in passing. Uh, he's uh, Tomeo's older half-brother. Yes. Worth noting. Also super chuny. <laughs> um, and like, seems like an adult. Yeah. Gosh, get a life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, he, he dropped out of college. Yeah. Like, I think they kind of established that there's... But like, it's easy to think he's just like another chuny or whatever. Sure. But, like... It didn't surprise me that there was something bigger More going, going on. on. Yeah. It didn't, maybe just because of the way the tone, the tone of the, sh- the show was going, it didn't really surprise me that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the, the strength of the show is the characters and their interactions and the commentary that the show has on Chinibio. Yeah. Um, which I think is really, really good. Yeah. Like, it's so. Like, this is definitely a way better kind of overall response to Chuni than uh, Love Chunibio. Yeah. Like, by a lot, uh-huh. I think. I think it does a way better job of of actually investigating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's cut short a little bit. Obviously, it's a l- way longer novel series. It's like 13 volumes. It might be done by now, but it's yeah. never going to get any more anime. Probably this not. This is all we're ever going to see. <clears throat> Yeah, this was done by Studio Trigger. It's 2014. Yeah. You know, that's almost six years ago at this point. So yeah. It's, like, yeah, it, it's probably it's, just done. It's probably done here. Would love to see more, though. Yeah. Uh, something that I really like appreciate about uh, this anime is just the way that they do, like, the relationships between the people. Because, I don't know, it, there's something about it that just feels more real um whether it's just dialogue or you know the actions that the characters take like the first kind of i don't know hurdle or whatever is in the like first and second episode 
uh, Kudo kind of misinterprets a letter that Jirai <laughs> sent to her. Kind of like he was trying to give her power and name. She interpreted it as a love letter because of some of the wording that he used because he's super tuny. Yeah, it's very eccentric, you know, very over the top. But it's like, yeah, I look at that letter from Kudo's point of view. It's like, yeah, that I would probably think similarly. Sure. I don't think she's a fool for falling for that. No, no. Like, it, it's a short thing. Like, you know, she says that she loves Dry uh, and wants to go out with him. Like, she accepts his letter thinking that he sent her a love letter. And, like, they resolve that really quickly. But I don't know. There's something about the way that they resolved it and the the characters' reactions to things that mm-hmm. just felt real, I guess. Sure. And respectful to, like, the actual emotions that are involved in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you've also baited me into a harem show. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, we're looking at a show where we've got like six, six girls who, like, have a thing for him by the end of the series. Who are the six? I mean, the main four, Kudo, and then who else? I would probably throw Jifuyu's friend oh, Kuki, Kuki in there. But sure. Does not one little episode? Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, you 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 do end up with like six six girls who have. Feelings for Ando. Yeah. But I mean, they'll I, pursue it differently, of course. Yeah. Which is what's, you know, interesting the way they handle I think, it. Yeah, they handle it very well. Because, I don't know, like, yeah, it's a harem show, but it doesn't really feel like one. Because mm-hmm. they're not beating around the bush talking to each other about it. Right. Like, they're all kind certain, of going by their own ways. Yeah, certain characters are, you know, very kind of forward about you know how how they feel mm-hmm. um which leads to good progression i think yeah characters change over the course of the series yeah as short as it is and has how like abrupt it kind of is yeah i think is a good amount of growth for kind of everyone involved mm-hmm. mostly everyone sure getting back to like the commentary on chunyu though there's one scene in particular in this anime that is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's incredibly acted. The dialogue is incredibly written. And it was something that I was really looking forward to you seeing. Apparently you'd seen it before. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean anything to me then. Sure. Um, and I didn't it, even remember if it was from the show. It was just a clip that someone made to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it's Hatako, who's uh, Jirai's kind of like childhood friend who... She doesn't understand Genebio. Like, Jirai has kind of, like, tried to get her to read certain light novels, and she just can't, you know, it's just not her thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand what's so cool about and the various Ando's parts And a one-track mind, so, like, he's only going to push, like, what he's into. Sure, yeah, he's not going to try to understand. Because, like, no one's ever told him that before. Uh-huh. And Hatako's trying... She... She loves Ando. She clearly wants to get to know him better. And mm-hmm. she's trying to push to, you know, get him to open up to her. And he just says, you know, you just wouldn't understand what I'm trying to say. And she just loses her shit. Yeah, it's... Like, as soon as I heard Hatako in the first episode and I asked, is that Sari Hayami? Because she's been kind of a favorite 
Seiyu of mine over the last few years. And uh, to see her performance here is just like beyond impressive. Like, <laughs> I, I, it just kind of reinforces her as a favorite of mine at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's one take. But to me, it sounds like it's one take. Yeah. And it's a, a three-minute rant. Yeah. She just explodes at Jirai about all these frustrations that she has about his Chunibio mm-hmm. uh, and her inability to understand or yeah. you know, comprehend. I think it kind of works that she doesn't really know what Chuni is. Yeah. Because this just kind of takes all these various things he always talks about that she doesn't necessarily connect with each other. Yeah. But just all these things that she just doesn't get about him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's seen the other part of him, like the non Chuni part of Ando. Yeah. And that's who she kind of fell in love with, I think. Sure. And so it's kind of. And, I, like, she, she sees what, what kind of guy he is. And he's, like, a really good guy. Yeah. But he has this thing that he keeps falling into. And, like, she just breaks down everything that. I dislike about Juni also. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll definitely um I'm gonna link there's a, a video on YouTube from Anime Lab that's just this scene. Uh it's about three minutes long. And I'll I'll link it in the, the post for this and I highly recommend that you give it a watch because even without context of the show, I think it's it still great. it still works and it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's just it's just an impressive display of voice acting. Mm-hmm. I was curious how they would do it in English. Unfortunately, just not. No, it's doesn't an impossible doesn't task. even compare. Because like you have to try and fit the. It's like a timing thing too. It's like you're trying to match flip flaps. You're yeah. trying to match uh, intent and verbiage and. No, it's it, just. It also lacked emotion. I think. Yes, because if you don't know what kind of like direction she got for the character before mm-hmm. all this, and it's just it's such an impossible task in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it'd be very difficult to to it's, kind of replicate that in another language. Yeah, it, it, her her breakdown is just kind of I don't know. It's it's so visceral and yeah. raw that yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible to. Try to redo. I wonder if Sauri feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah. so great about blood and evil and oh, other stupid childish things? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's easily that scene is the highlight. There's, I don't think anything that compares to that in the show. Uh, but I s- still think the rest of the I'll show is fairly good. suit's pretty good. <laughs> that, that that was pretty good. Her uh, trying to, uh, I might be tipping my hand already. Uh, is she your favorite girl? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. She's pretty great. Yeah, the sequence of her trying to uh, seduce, seduce or woo Ando on their like family's vacation kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very good. What did you think of? Uh, like the the fairy war stuff, um, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I, it felt like I get why it's there. Yeah, 
But the fact that it just establishes that's uh, laying some groundwork for a future thing, it just is zero payoff. Yeah. Um, the the kind of final encounter person's a possession thing, and you know how I am about possession. Sure. It's just like, I didn't like any of that. Yeah. Uh, I could have easily done without it, because I think there was like a strong enough rest of the series that it felt kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I just, it's a light novel adaptation, so <laughs> I know it's going to be like a incomplete story and so i was kind of expecting something as i mentioned you uh earlier where i had like some uh okami-san and her seven companions vibe sure because that one ends in kind of like this turf war thing that sure just doesn't go anywhere because it's the end of the series i'll never get any more yeah it so i was i got these vibes earlier and so it's it's whatever sure yeah, I think if it did get a second season and they were able to flesh it out more, I'd probably be more okay with it. Yeah, but it is kind of a disappointment that it kind of takes away from the best part of the show, which is the character interactions. Yeah, um, in the club. Mm-hmm. It's because they're trying to give an explanation for why they have powers all sure. of a sudden. Sure. I mean that's that is a way to explain it. There's like this bigger war thing going on. But like, how come the one guy is like trying to protect them? I mean, obviously his. <laughs> Half sister, half sister's a part of that, and he wants to protect her. But these are all kind of ex- some extrapolations we have to do. Yeah, on some of these characters. No concrete answers. We can't get a good grasp on no. them. And they like briefly introduce his team, but it's largely non consequential. Yeah, they don't they show play up much once. role in the final encounter either, no. because that's a different group. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like eh, it. It just felt like there was two different shows kind of happening at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But do you think the the rest of the show makes up for that? Like, does it carry the weight well? I think... I mean... Like, the rest of the show is really strong. Yeah. Like, really strong. But if I was to watch the show again, I'd just skip those parts. Sure. I could do without them. Yeah. I could probably even, like cut out parts of the final encounter thing and just ignore some of that. Yeah. But it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it feels a bit dissident. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Dissident. Dissident. Yeah. Dissident is something else. Oh, did you say dissident? I think I said dissident the first time. Whatever. Were there any scenes other than the, uh, Hataka one that kind of stood out to you? Left an impression. Um, I will say, like, this show, I probably wouldn't have identified as a trigger show. Yeah. But there is, like, a lot of really nice kind of, like, cartoony bits. Sure. Character interaction stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. um, Well, then we uh, have the scene later that I pointed out. Is that Mako? Yeah, that was hilarious. I didn't notice that. Just in the background swimming, just, like, her face, like, her head. Yeah, going in the water. That wouldn't surprise me at all for a trigger to off it definitely knowing trigger now and having seen several trigger things going back and watching this again there's definitely touches that are very yeah. trigger about yeah. this show like I, I love i love that style of animation where you can just deform the characters in subtle ways uh-huh 
that just makes them way more animated. Sure. That it's like Kiyomani does like really beautiful work. Uh-huh. And they keep everything like highly on model and straight, I think. And then you have stuff like what Trigger does and to a more exaggerated extent, Masaki Yuasa. Uh-huh. Where they kind of really grab hold of like the essence of animation to project various emotions. And I think they just do a really good job at doing that. So uh, tip my cap to that trigger crew who worked on this, which I'm guessing is the Little Witch Academia Gridman group. I um, think. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Who do BNA? Uh-huh. I think it's like that half of Trigger yeah. are doing these ones. The, the younger half? half? Like Kill a Kill and Premier. And Gurren Lagann. And... Yeah. yeah. So like you have like those that like those halves. Like, it just definitely felt more like that. That style. And I, I like that. I, I've come... I'm, I've really come around to enjoying a lot of Trigger stuff lately. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to look at... I wanna, there's another one I want to watch by Trigger. Oh, yeah? It's that uh, one Magical Girl... Uh, one that they did. Oh, Space Patrol Luluco? Yeah, I want to check that out at some point. Okay. Because that'd be fun. Yeah. It's definitely different. I watched a little bit of that. Um, Man, I'm going to trigger for something different, Logan. Fair. Fair. Was there anything that you didn't care for outside of the fairy uh, arc um, stuff? Not really. It's like I think the characters were were good and strong. Uh, I, I don't dislike any of them mm-hmm. i think uh jirai is like a pretty good tuning character for me yeah i think uh he feels like he's kind of like on the like the he it feels like he could come out of his tuning whenever he, he wants in, whenever he wants i mean he almost did he almost does yeah like he feels kind of it definitely feels kind of like uh from love Chunigyo, uh utah yeah He's kind of like in a similar range to that, it feels like, where uh-huh. maybe not, not as close as Utah, but like he feels like he's heading in the right way. Sure. There's a lot of the interactions he has at the end. Mm-hmm. Like like the uh, episodes going to the beach and the water park. He's not really tuning at all. No, not at all. any of that. Yeah. And he like occasionally says a line or something. Yeah, but he's not. Right. He, he feel, it feels more right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he tries on the, in the the beach episode when it's nighttime and he's talking to Hatako, and he tries. He like starts trying to say a line, and Hatako just kind of like ignores him and keeps like yelling his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just some really good moments. Yeah. So Hatako is your favorite character. Yep. Which is fair. I mean, she's fantastic. Is Tomoyo is your. Tom, Tomoyo is mine. Um, I, don't know, I just really Butani. What? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just I really liked her kind of aspirations. I guess the way that she kind mm-hmm. of yeah, that was a know. really nice story with her wanting to be a light novel author mm-hmm. uh, and working through the struggles of that. Yeah, you know, succeeding and failing. Yes, which I think is important. Yeah, accepting the failure. Mm-hmm. You know, working to become a a better person. And, you know, also accepting that not beating around the bush and like being like, no, I don't care for dry, like the entire show, even after, you know, to the bitter end, mm-hmm. like accepting that she does and confronting that 
um, with Hatsuko. Yeah, like the relationship that she has with Hatsuko, I think is I think that's great. Yeah, I love it when characters talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God, it's so good, it's so refreshing. Uh, man, <laughs> plus she's a redhead, and there's like no blondes You're in really the show. Really quick, I want to say uh-huh. character design wise, she's yeah. my favorite. Yes. Uh, we talked about before, she has like the hairstyle I like, uh-huh. kind of like with Okita. The kind of like tied back, uh, yeah. ponytail, but long still. Yeah, like not yeah. super long, but like kind of there. She also has like the red hair and purple eyes, purple. which is my second favorite combination after red hair, yellow eyes. <laughs> uh, so like she checks all those boxes. Yeah. Um, she's a bit soon. It's cute. It's like, I, I really like Tomoyo. Yeah. Um, just. Hatako kind of just won me over oh, I on mean, a more relatable level. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the voice actors for for Tomoyo, who I also thought did an incredible job with the character. Mm. And she doesn't have that much, honestly. Like, uh, I'm looking at this and I'm trying to find like the most recent thing that she did. I mean, she's a character in High School DxD. She's young Hinata. Young Hinata, yeah. From Haikyuu. Oh, no, that's uh, that's or... Hinata's youngest sister. Oh, yeah, I totally... Yeah, yeah. I missed that. Um, she's got some, like, minor roles, but she doesn't really have many main roles. Monster Musume was a few years ago, right? That was a while ago. Oh, it was? Shimonetta was newer? Not that new. She's an Idol Master, Million Live. I think that's fairly new. That might be an ongoing thing. Let me see. Idol I don't Master. know how Idol Master works yet. H I I Idol. I don't see Idol Master at all. See Million Live. Million Live. It says Main. Huh. It was on Mal. Uh, I'm on Mal. Yeah. Mirai Kasuga. The Idol Master. Oh, is it under the? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fairly new. I, it looks like it got panned. It's like a 5.95 on my enemy list, which is not she great. I know that was 2014. Oh, God. Okay. And the one I won't say its name. Uh huh. Anime that must not be named. She was in those. When was she when that Magic Girl Sight was what, 2018? 20... Uh, it may have been 2019. She says it's a main character, so. What? I think she's like the main supporting. Like Mahashu. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. Anyways, I think she should get more work because I think she yeah. did a fantastic job. She's got a very oh. cute voice. She's uh, Haru in uh, My Roommate's a Cat. Oh, nice. There okay. You go. Let's, let's just go with that. I watched that dubbed. That's true. We did watch it dubbed. Yeah. I but can... there you go. Tomoyo's a cat. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I can see All it. All cats are Sundere. <laughs> Let's see. Prove me I'm wrong. I uh, I can't. I mean, I haven't interacted with that many cats. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, things that you want to talk about? You want to talk about Sayumi? Sure, yeah. We can talk about her. I enjoyed her arc as well. Um, with... Yeah, kind of like a different approach. Yeah, kind of like a different path where... I guess like her first story is uh, trying to figure out why she didn't go to be the, to be the student council president. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. And then eventually talking with Scumbag, trying to set her up with a... Jirai. With Jirai. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate that... Uh, I was disappointed when she, like, accepted the help. 
mm-hmm. uh, in the first place. But I'm glad in the end that she punched him in the face because that's yeah, <laughs> that's what very he satisfying. Yeah, there's a lot of just very satisfying things in uh, supernatural battles. Yeah, I think I think it's a nice. It's not like totally subversive or anything. No, but there's a lot of what feels like natural progression of things and it's like he needs to be punched in the face well she punched him in the face yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. this thing needs to be said well it got said so it's yeah it's hard to like it's complain like about <laughs> it's what, what you expect to happen happens which so rarely happens in yeah anime. because you get you in like an anime we're all kind of trained to expect certain things uh-huh. to go certain ways yeah be disappointed yes yeah. <laughs> like just because of the way that a lot of anime is written uh-huh. the kind of audience and people that consume it yeah seem to like that for whatever reason so it's just that's more reason for me to like just the fact that trigger picked this up as a project is interesting yeah because they often do like more original stuff so it's interesting to see them adapt something i wish they kept up with it yeah um I also like Chifuyu's arc with yeah. Kuki. <laughs> yeah, it's like really cute. I'm not <laughs> the whole pedophile thing or what? Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a strategy he tried to pull. I think it's, it's that should be the last option. <laughs> I wonder. I do not know what's going through Anda's head. No, make him literally just say her aunt works at our school, so yeah. she comes and hangs out. See, this is. It's just showing the pitfalls of Chuni. Chuni. Yeah. Is you see stupid stuff. <laughs> That's just totally overthinking simple situations. But yeah, I, li- I like Chifuyu pretty well. Yeah. I also really like Kudo. I, I, I really like Kudo. Kudo. She, I was surprised like how little she was in after the second episode. Yeah. She's barely in it until mm-hmm. the final encounter. Mm-hmm. Which made me kind of sad because like, yeah, uh, I... she was like an early favorite. Before other stuff started happening, honestly, she's like tied for second with Hatako for me. Yeah, I just there's something there's about her like her little arc at the start that's just I don't know, like seeing her kind of get rejected and that the reaction that she had, yeah, it just really struck a chord <laughs> with me. It's like, yeah. god damn it, yeah, why does this have to happen so early? Yeah, it's she's so sweet, yeah, man. yeah. It just makes the position so stupid. <laughs> hate it so much. Uh-huh. Hate it so much. Yeah. It all worked out in the end. Yeah, it worked out in the end. With her feeling more pain. Yeah. That's the way it goes sometimes. Who knows? Maybe she'll be the one he ends up with. If it's possible. We don't know. Yeah. Who do you think he does end up with? I think the obvious... Mm, obvious the easy choice is tomoyo it feels like that's kind of where the it, the store is angling yeah i would be completely fine with any of the main four that are his age <laughs> well, what is the age difference between uh, elementary school and i mean she's like a fifth grader and he's a first be, year in high school. To be tenth, so it'd be four five years. years four five year gap. Uh, no, it'd be four or five years. Yeah, I mean, you age depends on college, birthday. and then no one sure. cares. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true. It's true. 
It just doesn't have a feel six year gap. Um, mine as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just how things go sometimes. Yeah. It's just weird at this stage. At in this stage, life. and yes. Yes. Which, yeah. yeah. That's a road a conversation I don't want to have. No. <laughs> I don't want to try to defend anything like that. No. But yeah. I would be happy with any of the, the, the main four. I include Kudo in that. What about you? Like, yeah, I think I feel like it's just the way it's set up. It feels like Tomoyo is the one you'd be with, uh-huh. where Hatoko is kind of destined to never quite meet that like relatability. Yeah, that Tomoyo has. Like Tomoyo's rapport with with uh, Kudo is just so with Ando is just really good. Yeah, and. But it's like Hatako says towards the end, like they just look like they should be together. Yeah. They just they pair up well. Yeah. And I've seen but that she, before. Hatako's gonna try. Like good. Yeah. It's like cool. Yeah. Go for it. She's not a bad option. Everyone's on board. No hard feelings kind of thing. Yeah. See how that goes. But uh... <laughs> it's the frustrating thing about harem shows is that I, I always wish there was like, give me another male character that I can root for. Mm-hmm. That can, you know, step in and be a potential love interest. Kill for. somebody off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give me multiple relationships in the show. Kokoro Connect. Kokoro Connect. Indeed. That's just a bit of a good mind. Yeah. I, I've got plenty of romance anime that we could watch for that kind of thing happens and we'll get to those eventually i'll eventually. make you watch them yeah so what do you give it so overall like it surprised me i really liked it but the whole fairy battle thing is a pretty big damper mm-hmm. any show where if i rewatch, like i'd rather just skip a couple of episodes is not really a great thing fair like it wasn't offensively bad it just no. felt out of place so it's like I, I i would give this a four out of five yeah it's a high four mm-hmm. it's a four plus <laughs> i don't know what other way to say it it's a because i the stuff that i liked i loved mm-hmm. i really loved that stuff but it's i yeah. have to take the sure. bad with the good sure it, that's kind of where it ends up in my mind yeah it's like for me same same thought but in my eyes, the the highs of this show are so incredibly high that they make up for the kind of mediocrity of part of it. I give this an, a four and a half out of five. Yeah. So a little bit better than you. Yeah. Um, but there's just, I think this anime does so much right that I can forgive it for a a section of it that, Maybe they didn't have mm-hmm. control over I mean, being yeah, there. I mean, it's like a combination of like the fairy war and it's incomplete. Yes, like, for sure. So it's like, and my mind is like, ding half a point for one, half a point for the other. Yeah. Uh-huh. In some, you know, those combines. Kind of yeah, it's completely fair. Yeah. But uh-huh. I just want to emphasize, like, thank you for picking this one. Uh-huh. Like, I really liked it. Good. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 
No more Chuni stuff, though. What? I think I'm done talking about Chuni stuff. I had 10 more lined up. Oh. Yeah, well, fine. Then, but, uh, yeah, I guess maybe we go into uh, what's next. Because yep, this well, was my show. Yep, this was your show. So, for mine, we're going to shift gears completely. Mm-hmm. Um, completely away from the cyberpunk, completely away from the romance, completely away from Slice of Life or... Anything else? Let's go into sports. Sports, hell yeah. Sports are back. <laughs> it's baseball season, baby. It's baseball season for a little bit longer. So I'm going to share with you my favorite baseball anime. As in the only... Oh, it's not the only anymore. This is uh, the baseball anime I like. <laughs> I think it uh, is awesome for people who are as into the game as I am. Uh, you are probably going to find the main character annoying because everyone does. But it's okay. It's a big wind-up. Big windup from, jeez, I should have probably looked up the year of big windup. Who um, has the biggest windup? Um, current pitchers, eh, in general. Hmm, I can't remember who has what windup. I feel like you would remember that better than me. I mean, like a lot of Japanese pitchers tend to have like longer durations. You can probably say like you Darvish is pretty got a pretty big windup. Yeah. Just in terms of like duration. Um, the big windup came out in 2007. So it's actually newer than these other ones, of course. Uh, oh, then what you've chosen <laughs> recently? What I've chosen recently. The manga is up to 32 volumes starting in 2003. Wow. Uh, it's written by a woman, which I think is important, uh, who that, does a lot of research on baseball. That excites me. And it's like, I. My mom, my mom loves Big Windup. Sure, and she doesn't really care about baseball, <laughs> but it. I think it, it, it has a lot of cool insights uh, for those of us into the game that feels right. And I've got so much to say about Big Windup when we get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch the first season. See how if we feel. We're feeling. We'll just plow through the second one too because it's mm. shorter. I yeah, we might as well. It's a tournament. What do you want? Uh huh. There's plenty of. Uh, issues that uh are in big windups past but the anime itself is good solid so <laughs> look forward to that we should finish it by the time the baseball season um isn't it's playoffs anyway yeah so. who knows when the podcast will actually come out but. yeah well cats is just in time yeah <laughs> yeah i look forward to it i uh i like sports anime so I haven't watched a baseball anime yet. Well, okay, that's not true. I know. We both totally forgot about... Uh, about uh, Tamiyomi. Tamiyomi. Yeah. Yeah. Well. This is the <laughs> better version of Tamiyomi. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this one. So if you'd like to uh, let us know what you think of uh, when supernatural battles become commonplace... Uh, you can hit us up on our various social medias. We're on Twitter at Anime underscore Arcade. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Anime Arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore Anime underscore Arcade. We're, uh, our email is mail at AnimeArcade at gmail.com. And our website is AnimeArcade.net. Hit us up on any of those. We'll get you an invite to our Discord if you so desire. Where you can uh, share your opinion with us and... Play games, watch anime with us. We do group watches and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just have fun. So, 
thank you all for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time I'm not gonna do any weird uh That's fine. Intro. I can't do two tuny intros in a row. I don't know what you I don't even know, yeah. Dark and dark, dark and darker. (laughs) We are dark. We totally didn't even talk about uh Jirai's power. That's all. fine. That's fine. It's <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> it's the most important power. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'll keep it as. I mean, we kept it fairly spoiler. We kept the spoiler light for sure. Sure. And like his power is <clears throat> really interesting. I, I like it as a power. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, so I like it as a non-power power. It's such a counter to uh, yeah. one thing it, specifically. It really makes you wonder, like, the bigger plan for it. Yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. What's the end goal of this power? Yeah. It's got to like, be, like, how, building to something. How are the powers chosen? Yeah. And how... Yeah. How do they level up because we've only saw we only saw two awaken um him and uh what's and, her name uh, takanashi takanashi yeah sayuri sayuri sayumi Sayumi. yeah yeah with her was that even like i mean was that even awakening her tele- power though teleporting somebody is sure. a pretty big step up from uh what she had done previously. I guess it's yeah iterations on the thing. Yeah, like it's, his it's is like just making it. It's like a building bigger and bigger versions of your powers, and that feels like it feels like a step up to just like healing a wound. Yeah, like you're healing a concept, the yeah. concept of the lit club. <laughs> Man, it's like how do you improve on close clock and uh, the world creation one? Yeah, so like it'd be interesting. I mean, close clock. I guess you add the ability to go back in time, but give it a huge penalty. Or you, or um, she can pause time with somebody. That'd be another way. Like someone, someone. like someone can go with her. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That'd be like the next. I think that'd be like the logical next step. Sure, if she can do it with somebody. Uh huh. As for like the creating matter and the elemental one, like Hatoko just kind of combines stuff. So as she's combining stuff, she's getting more and more power that way. Sure. So for her, it's more of a discovery on yeah. combinations than um, the, the, the power itself improving. Sure.
I'm sure there's some way that you like she can combine like two things. Maybe she'll be able to combine like three things. I don't yeah. know. Like if there's a limit to how many she can mix and match. So yeah, Chifuyu's power. I don't know how you. Uh... Yeah, I mean, she basically can make a portal for herself from point A to point B because she manipulates space. Yeah. <laughs> and creates like anything, Whatever. any matter that exists in some form. Yeah. Like as long as it has existed, she can she make, can it. make it. it. She has to know, I guess, is yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, she has to visualize. Visual, so like visualize. maybe the improvement to her power is she can bring something from fiction into reality. Man. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. And as for um, Ando, I'm guessing his would eventually build into, I would want to say like some kind of summoning thing, but um, uh, like something along those lines. Sounds like a, a dragon becomes the dark flame master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do this intro. Okay.